I mean. I mean. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. As-salamu alaykum, my dear brothers and sisters, and once again, Ramadan Mubarak. This is your brother, Abdul Muthakir Muhammad. Thanking Allah, thanking Allah for allowing us to participate in the fast of Ramadan. We thank each and every one of you and welcome you for joining us and taking time out of your schedule to be with us on the Ramadan prayer line, the Ummah Reflects. And we always say we pray that Allah, or we pray to Allah that our time together will aid us. We pray that it will be beneficial to us all in our growth and development as believers in Allah. We thank Allah for our guest speaker yesterday, Brother Jalil Abdul Muhammad, who spoke to us of the beauty of our prayer service called Salah. Our brother encouraged us to make our prayers and to keep up our prayers as prayer brings us closer to our sovereign Lord Allah. We thank him for his encouraging us yesterday. We thank him for his word. We thank Allah for our guest speaker today. And to take us further to our program, I have the honor to bring on our brother who's going to give us the historic, historical perspective, Brother Abdul Akbar Muhammad, Brother Akbar. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum sir. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger and servant. Once again, I greet you. Assalamu alaikum, Ramadan Mubarak. First, uh, it gives me great pleasure each morning during Ramadan, this sacred month, but Muslims fast and pray and ask Allah to help and guide them and their families. It is a beautiful time. It is a beautiful month. And it shows all of us something about ourselves, what we're able to do. And what we have to do is put our mind to it and do it. I want to thank those on this show uh, who bring messages uh, to the audience across the world each day during the month of Ramadan and the beauty of it. There are things that we do in our life, but we never know the long-term impact. Uh, I'm going to give you an example that I see when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and we have to talk about what he has been able to do by the help of Allah and the guidance of his messenger. But he started a ministry class in New York. Never did he know where that ministry class would go. But he was doing it for the sake of Islam in that city and as a helper of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. During the time that I was with him, I could hear him over and over again making helpers for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, making helpers for my leader, help him go after the people. He would be saying it over and over again. In that class, Allah blessed the minister to produce a lot of giants. One of them that we all know is Imam Siraj. And Imam Siraj was studious. He was and he went after the work, even with his papers and traveling. And he came out of that class, but never did Minister Farrakhan 
think that a giant would come out of a class that he had started, and he wasn't looking for that, but he was doing the work. The change that came about in America after the book, uh, it was produced in 1976, I think August, the book Roots by Alex Haley made a very definite change. And one of those changes was when I was standing in the minister's office at 116th and Malcolm X now, uh, or Lennox then and now Malcolm X. And the minister received a letter. And the letter was from Alex Haley. And I remember these lines because the minister repeated, repeated them. He said that, uh, dear Lewis, he said Malcolm was right because Malcolm was always hammering him while he was doing his uh, autobiography that we came from Muslims. We were all Muslims. And most people in America, black and white, didn't believe that. They didn't believe it. They believed that we were uh, animists. We were in Africa and we were captured by some white people or to American-made slaves. But never did they think about them being Muslims. But Alex Haley said that he found in this letter, he found his family in the village of Dufri on the Gambia River in the small country of the Gambia. And uh, it was a Muslim family. There were 600 people in the village, and all of them were Muslims. So all of those that came from that area were brought to America as slaves came from Muslim background. When they heard this news, they all didn't jump up and become Muslims. They studied it for a while, and they looked at it for a while. But Malcolm preached that. I'm a witness to it, Minister Farrakhan. He preached it all the time. And so we came from a Muslim village. But what did that mean? It meant that if we could dig at our roots, we could go after our family. So in the year 1976, and especially 1977, family reunions across America were widespread. Brothers and sisters were traveling to their hometown in the South or in the West, and they wanted to get in touch with their own roots, and uh, they wanted to find out where did they come from, what kind of people they were. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was always teaching that we came from great people. We were great people, kings and queens, but we had been knocked off that throne. And now was an opportunity to rebuild it. So the nation of Islam went after it. And in particular, my minister, when he came to New York, he didn't sit down one minute. He knew that New York had to be rebuilt, and he got busy doing it. And the only way to rebuild New York as a giant Muslim temple in New York City and also respected around the world was to go to work and talk to the people. I told the minister a few days ago the picture in my mind of him at Hempstead High School. It was Minister Farrakhan, a brother named Donald 15X, who was in the ministry class, and myself. And uh, one of the teachers out there packed the auditorium. And we went on the stage. We stood on the stage, the three of us, uh, Brother Donald and uh, Larry 4X, they were the security for Minister Farrakhan. And then he preached to those students that day. And all of the professors and the teachers in the school 
when they heard the message, it was a message that they could relate to. They knew that our people needed help. They needed a message that could change the course of their life. And that message was found in what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was teaching. We didn't have, we were not arguing about your keto or my keto or how I believe in Islam. We were arguing about the fact that there was a message that was needed that would change the course of our people. And we went to work on it. We didn't hesitate. In 1977, um, the 20th of January, I believe it was, that Jimmy Carter was inaugurated as the president. And at that inauguration, a lot of people, especially black Americans, were invited uh, to the Democratic Party. And in that uh, meeting of inviting all of those people to Washington, Alex Haley was there. James Baldwin was there. Imam Muhammad was there. Minister Farrakhan was there. And there was the discussion about the film of Malcolm. Minister Farrakhan, they asked Minister Farrakhan actually to play because the minister was thinking to go back into the arts. And he was seriously thinking about it. He had been to Cuba and Nigeria, and they invited him. And, uh, and being back in the arts, they asked him, approached him, and said, if they do the film, would you play Malcolm? And according to my recollection, I uh, may be off a word or two, uh, the minister said, yes, I would do it if you leave the Honorable Elijah Muhammad intact. Um, these are historical facts that many of the Muslims have heard before, but we have never had a chance to walk with it and talk about it. And so Minister Farrakhan, so James Baldwin and Alex Haley uh, came back and said that could he help them raise money to make the film. Minister Farrakhan always felt that even though we had a difference, there was an internal contradiction going on within the nation, Minister Farrakhan always felt that the life of Malcolm would inspire people to get involved in Islam and especially the nation. It wasn't about, you know, whose side he was on, but his life or what happened to him. Going to jail, using drugs, running prostitutes, just a low life. And here comes the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that reaches a hand down to him, finds him in jail, cleans him up, and makes him a soldier for the cause of Islam and a soldier for the cause of cleaning our people up. So all of this happened in 1977. It began, and Minister Farrakhan had been talking about it for a while, but he didn't want to get involved in it. He would rather just go back and show business, and even though he used the term to me and be quiet, but there's no way that he going into show business would be quiet. He could not be quiet. He did in his soul, in his body, in the art that he produced, in the songs that he wrote, the play that he made, or the writings of the minister. In his soul was this word that would redeem and change the course of life for our people. And he wanted to be involved in that, whether it was from the artist spec uh, spec perspective or from the Rostin. So Minister Farrakhan was eager to do it. And um, there were so many people 
that knew the minister's ability and loved the minister, and the minister touched their soul, and he wanted to use that to help to spread this mighty truth, whether it was through art or whether it was through the rostrum. So Minister Farrakhan began that work. One part I want to mention, I know I don't have much time, and I know that my sister Nisa is watching that time clock. She know that these Muslim ministers in the nation are very long-winded, and I guess I'm the leader of that besides Minister Farrakhan. But the minister wanted to do this. I remember uh, after we had begun to go to Africa and people across Africa would hear him, um, the president of Niger and Chad uh, invited the minister. He did a television show, an hour-long television show on a French station, and the translation was excellent. And one day, Rollins came to the minister and asked him, uh, would he consider going to Algeria? He said the president of Algeria, who was uh, Bouteflika at that time, wanted him to come there and speak to the people. But how the word about Minister Farrakhan traveled around in Africa among the leaders. And then he went to Niger and the same thing. So Chad and Niger were on the list of countries where their presidents wanted their people to hear from Minister Farrakhan. We saw it in Uganda and other countries across Africa, which was a blessing. When, when Rollins attended his first uh, Eid, and 25,000 people were in Black Star State, uh, Stadium for that Eid, that Eid, Rollins came up out of the audience and spoke. And he talked about Muslims because no president of Ghana had went to an Eid. Imagine 25,000 of your citizens going to this Eid celebration. And when uh, Rollins spoke at that Eid, he said in, in words, and they can get copies of it, he said, the kind of Muslims I like are those in the nation of Islam. And he said that for a reason, because how he saw that our work helped to clean people up, change their life, get them out of alcohol and drugs and dysfunctional families. All of that was coming up out of the nation, and Rollins was witnessing it, and he wanted his people to be exposed to it. So this is a very difficult time for some, but it's a good time for many because it shows the power of Islam. During our fast of Ramadan, it gives us a chance to test ourselves and what we want to do as a people. I thank you for this time and this uh, unbelievable history that the minister has make, made working on behalf of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and touching the hearts and souls of people across the world, not only through the unbelievable music that God has blessed them to present, uh, to bring forth, but also the words that he has used in his lectures to reach the people, not only across America, but across Africa and the world. And Brother Minister, may Allah continue to bless you and strengthen you, and may Allah bless us to continue in this work of the redemption of our people. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
Assalamu alaikum. This is Malagmana Rahim. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. I bear witness there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness Muhammad is his messenger. Thank you so much for that, Brother Akbar. It really gives me great pleasure to introduce our special guest this morning, and he is a first-timer. He is Sheikh Kafani Ibrahim Hassan Sise from Detroit. Go right ahead, sir. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. As-salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad al-Fatih min al-Uglis wa qati min al-Masabukana salahatu wa haq. Wa hadi ala akhiratukul mustaqim. Wa ala alihi al-Hafiqadim amidara wa'alim. Alhamdulillah, we have started the last 10 days and nights of Ramadan. We know that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam extended out and showed us within these last 10 and particularly with the odd nights, that there is a night of power, a night of kuwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the statement, that there is no power and no strength except by the will of Allah or by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we know this kuwa, this power, and this night of power that we are searching for, and these last sins are something that we should search for and is a benefit from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surely in the world or in the dunya, just like in the dunya or before the Ahmads and those who have accepted Islam, they used to thank God that it was Friday. And on that Friday night, they sought for all type of power and the fitness and the foolishness of this world, clubbing, doing whatever or whatever and whatnot. They sought for some type of power. And in this, they sought for some type of intoxication to get them away from the world. But the true intoxication and the true sufficiency for us, power is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his worship. And this is why Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reminded us of this. And within those odd nights, we know, just like in Surah Tuqadr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in that night, we know on that night, there's a tanazil, a nazil, a ninzala, a state that comes down, or a state that comes over you, a reality that comes to you. And it came to Sallallahu The angels and the roha, the roha qudus is the bril. Jibreel came to the Prophet by the permission of Allah. Because of that peace and that blessing. And we know that in the Surah, Now, some of the Fuqaha or some of those who know the morphology of the Arabic language and things and such as that. When Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spoke of looking at for in these 10 nights, he spoke of the odd nights. Like last night was the, the 21st night, the 23rd, the 25th night, the 27th, or the 29th night of Ramadan. But when you look at this, and we know that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, he says, by the even and the odd. And so we look at this oddity and this link uh, for ourselves in, the, in these nights. And it's funny, in this world or in the dunya, if 
if someone were in trade exchange or Bitcoin or thing told you on such and such night at this time, it's the best time to trade and such and such, and you will get a great return. There are people who will follow them. They follow uh, people like Elon Musk and, they, and, 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 and whatever they want to say about money or whatever they want to say concerning the world or whatever they want to say concerning monetary gain. But this spiritual gain, the spiritual game, again, we have to listen closely to Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So within the surah, some of those who are into Arabic morphology and numerology, and the reality of it linking with each huruf or each letter having a number, they look at the surah and they say, when you, when you go in, when it speaks of, when Layla to Qadr, the name Layla to Qadr itself is repeated three times. And if you were to count the Lam, Ya, Lam, Ta, Rabuta, the Aleph, Lam, Qaf, Dal, and Ra of Layla to Qadri, then you, they, it is seven, I mean, it is nine letters. And those nine letters multiplied times the three times it's stated comes to 27. So that's, this is why some people say the 27th night, but we should search for the reality of Allah in all of those 10 nights, and actually within every night of our lives. And we know that this is better than a 1,000 months, which is the like of 83 years or more or, or, or longer than our lifespan. Some people say, how can you look for something like this or such as that uh, in the lifespan and if you were to go out in the evening at night and you look within the sky, you would think that you're seeing planets and stars, but actually you're seeing the emanation of something 50 million light years or so away. So if we could see time in the glance, then surely we can get blessings, not just by chance, but by worship in these last and nights. Now, we know that fasting during Ramadan, it increases our fitra. It increases us in a way. And the way in which it increases us, it helps the Muslim to develop self-control, discipline, and patience. And it gives us a time to increase ourselves in reflection on ourselves and to repent and seek forgiveness from Allah and to help to purify our souls. I'm thankful that I've been invited. I'm your dear brother, uh, Kafani Ibrahim Hassan Sise, and I'm praying that uh, we all search for the night of power, and inshallah, all of us become knights of power. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam, my brother, Sheikh Ibrahim Sise. Thank you for your words with us this morning. May Allah continue to bless you. All praises are due to Allah. Brothers and sisters, we will now move with our brother who will bring to us the hadith, what we affectionately call the hadith of the day, Brother Jalil. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to everyone that's joined us yet again on this precious day in this precious month during this precious season of the month of Ramadan. We thank you for joining us on the Ramadan the Umar Reflects line. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah and we thank Allah and we seek Allah's help from the evil of our bad deeds and the consequences of those bad deeds and we seek Allah's forgiveness. 
whomever Allah guides, no one can misguide that person. <laughs> and whomever Allah leaves wandering aimlessly, without guidance, no one can guide that person aright. I vouch that there is nothing worthy of worship but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The most truthful book is the book of Allah, and the best guidance comes from the Rasulullah, alayhi salatu salam. Every made-up thing in religion is a going astray. Every going astray leads to the hellfire. May Allah protect us, for he is the best of those that protects. I mean, Dear brothers and sisters, we spoke about yesterday this critical juncture that we reached in this most virtuous month. The last 10 days of Ramadan has reached us. What a blessing it is. And it's a blessing, dear brothers and sisters, because these last 10 days can change your life immensely. These last 10 days can bring about a seismic change immediate change in your life. And that comes about based upon how sincere and how valiant we are in searching for Layla Carter, the night of power these last 10 days. How sincere will we be in searching that precious night out? How fervent will we be in our efforts to search that night out? So while there are those who are searching for a nightclub to go to and others are searching for a lottery machine to play before midnight strikes or those that are searching on how to buy a dime bag of marijuana, you and I are striving to search for the night of power through our worship and remembrance of Allah. Take that into effect. That's a blessing in and of itself. And it's worthy of us to say, Alhamdulillah, that Allah has guided us to these days. The Prophet wasallam, said in an authentic hadith, whoever performs the night prayer on the night of Al-Qadr with firm faith while seeking the rewards that come with that search, all of his or her past sins will be forgiven. Not some of his sins, not a few of her sins, all of his sins, all of her sins. That's tremendous. So now it's incumbent upon us, based upon this hadith, to valiantly seek out the night of power. Seek it out via your worship of Allah. Pray the Tawir prayers with the brothers and sisters at your local mosque and seek out this night of power. It's going to fall on one of these 10 nights. 1,400 years ago, we could have known what day it would fall on. The Prophet received revelation from Allah about the particular night that the night of power was. And he came to, upon the believers to tell them what that night was. But as he was about to convey that message, that revelation to the believers, 
a skirmish broke out between two brothers. An argument ensued, and it became filled with much virtual. And the Prophet sought to bring it to a close and intercede and calm the waters down. But it was a striking argument, so much so that it, it allowed the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, to exert a lot of effort in calming the situation down, and he did that. But in doing that, dear brothers and sisters, Allah looked down and lifted that revelation off of the heart of the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, allowing him not to remember when that day was, when that night was, the night of power. Don't allow revelation from the angels to come down. I mean, don't allow blessings to come down from the angels to you and let an argument allow that those blessings to be removed from you. Keep away from arguing during the month of Ramadan. Keep away from arguing, particularly during these last 10 days. Do your best in striving to please your Lord and do your best to increase your virtues virtuous acts so that Allah will be well pleased with us on the day of judgment and so that we can receive the forgiveness of all our sins. I pray Allah bless us to be of those that are steadfast in <coughs> striving to follow the sunnah of the Prophet and I pray Allah bless us to be of those that are steadfast in striving to find the night of power so that we can be of those where our sins are forgiven. All of our sins are forgiven. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam, Brother Jaleel. Thank you for the hadith today. We will now ask our sister for the Nisa report in the fast fact. Sister Nisa. As-salamu alaykum again. Dear Muslims, the last days of Ramadan, this blessed month, are upon us. The fast fact of the day is, we can do more to save our people. We can do more to take a leading role in rescuing our people from the filth and debauchery they call everyday lives. Everything else our people have tried has failed them. What are we waiting for? Our people need Islam now more than ever. At a recent iftar I attended, a government official explained that the gun violence we see in our communities is the result of unresolved trauma. It's traumatic being black in America. But imagine what life is like when you don't have the means or are not papered up, like Jalil says, to make your life a little easier. Imagine being poor in America, wanting what you see on social media, but don't see any way to achieve it other than illegal means. Our people need Islam. Islam is a voice for many that is spoken, but few hear it. Our voices of Islam need to be uncovered. Islam is an active faith. It's an active thing. Do we hear Allah when he is speaking to us? Are our lives so busy and so noisy that we can't hear Allah when he is speaking to us? Do we just read Quran and it goes in one ear and out the other? For many of us, our Islam is buried so deep, but it really needs to be uncovered, especially in spaces where Muslims can provide clear guidance. We should provide clear guidance. We are the Muslims. Technology has readjusted our priorities while providing and encouraging the use of a new set of priorities. A while ago, dinner time was an event that the whole family participated in. 
news issues, family sharing, and making sure everyone was present to pray together at the meal was a high priority. We valued that. Mommy and Daddy made sure that happened. However, technology has intruded so much into our lives that we live on our cell phones, and for some, a cell phone is the only phone that a person has. We let it take over like we have let other things outside of what we believe take over our lives. People bring their cell phones to the dinner table. They bring them to the restaurant. Their cell phone is almost like it's tethered to their bodies, and it has taken over our lives. On average, Americans touch their cell phones 352 times a day, four times more than in 2019. That's the equivalent of once every three minutes. How many times a day do we touch the Quran? How many times in a week do we touch that book? My question, Muslims, when will we let the Quran take over our lives like the cell phone has taken over our lives? When will that happen? Allah gave us the Quran and his example, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, to follow. Ramadan is a wonderful time to be free of some of the things that distract us, to think about some of the other things we should be focusing on. Instagram can wait. TikTok can wait. Twitter can wait. And those still on Facebook, it can wait too. Make the Quran a priority in your life. I leave you with this verse from the Holy Quran. It says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. What is wrong with you that you would not fight in the cause of Allah and for the rescue of the weak and the downtrodden men, women, and children who say, Our Lord, take us out of this town of which the people are tyrants and grant us a defender who comes from you and to a helper by your own grace. Surah Al-Nisa, Ayah 75. Can we be the people from Allah to rescue our people who are oppressed? Can we be that defender? I say, yes, we can. We must. That is our fast fact. We must do more to save our people. Thank you for listening. Islam is not the problem. Islam is the answer. As-salamu alaykum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Walaikum salam, dear Sister Nisa. Thank you for the fast fact of the day. All right, brothers and sisters. You know we're in these last 10 days, and we heard our brother uh, uh, Sheikh Cece talk about it. We heard Brother Jamil speak on it, Sister Nisa speak on it. Our reading for the day, we're on day 22. We start with chapter 33, verse 31, through chapter 36, verse 27. Surah 33, ayah 31. Through Surah 36, Ayah 27. We will now, as we close our program, ask our brother, Brother Abdul Shahid Muhammad, when he close up the prayer, Brother Shahid. Assalamu alaikum. Let us close with prayer. Kul a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'in Iqdina sirata al-mustaqeen Sirat al-Ladina an'amta alayhim 
Khairil maghdubi alayhim waladhalin O Allah Lord of the seven heavens and Lord of the magnificent throne our Lord and the Lord of everything splitter of the grain and the date stone revealer of the Torah and the Injil and the Furqan I seek refuge in you from the evil of everything that you have seized by the forelock. O Allah, you are the first and nothing has come before you. And you are the last and nothing may come after you. You are the most high. Nothing is above you. And you are the most near and nothing is nearer than you. Remove our debts from us and enrich us against poverty. Amin. 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 Thank you, Brother Shahid, with your prayers with us. Thank all of you, brothers and sisters, for being on the line with us today. So as we close, we want to thank our guest speaker and close on behalf of our guest speaker today, our brother Sheikh Ibrahim, Ibrahim Hassan Fise who came with us this morning. We thank you, Brother Sheikh, you and your family for all that you are doing. May Allah continue to bless you. On behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his family, may Allah continue to bless you, dear minister. We thank you for everything that you have done and are doing. Beautiful stories that Brother Akbar gives us of you reestablishing Islam here in America for us, that we may be able to stand in a time such as this. May Allah continue to bless you, sir. On behalf of the Executive Council of the Nation of Islam and their families, and we thank Allah for each and every one of you and all that you do to aid and assist the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in spreading this mighty word of Islam. On behalf of the ministers and imams who are spreading this word of Islam and their families, and we thank Allah for each and every one of you for what you are doing. May Allah continue to bless you. I want to say a special shout-out to my brother, who Allah called home yesterday, Brother Damon Muhammad from Lexington, Kentucky. May Allah continue to bless you, my brother. May, may Allah reward you, brother. And may Allah bless his, your family and all of his, those in Lexington and Louisville, Brother Gerald and all of you. May Allah be with you all. On behalf of my co-host, Brother Akbar, Sister Nisa, Brother Jalil, Brother Shahid, and your families, and on behalf of each and every one of you, that are on this line with us. Let me leave you as I came to you with the greeting words of peace. Inshallah, we'll be talking again tomorrow. As-salamu alaykum. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wa akbar, wa la hawla, wa la quwwata Glory be to Allah, all praise to Allah, there is no God but Allah, Allah is great, all power and might belong to Allah, the Most High, the Great, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, 